This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to a special episode of The Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. Now, in this episode, we will be providing a timely report from the Pacific Northwest, which has been enduring a record-breaking heat wave, with some of the areas reaching as hot as 117 degrees. Since this is all happening right about the time blueberry growers in Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia are gearing up for the peak of their seasons, We thought it would be important to provide a direct perspective on the conditions and impacts this heat is having from three of our Pacific Northwest growers. This conversation was recorded on Tuesday, June 29th, following several days of record-breaking temperatures. And as you might imagine, this report will reflect a very fluid and evolving situation, highlighting that it's really too early to say what the total impact this heat will have on production. The USHBC team here will continue to update the industry over the next few weeks as more becomes known, so certainly stay tuned. But today, we wanted this episode to help share and communicate how our growers are working through this unprecedented heat to mitigate and manage the effects as best they can. You'll hear how they have been keeping their employees safe and protecting their health as the number one priority, and that despite the extreme temperatures, they still expect there will be a lot of high-quality fruit coming from the region this season. Overall, what you'll hear is that there is a number of variables that will determine the different levels of impact on production from the heat, depending on the variety, plant size, microclimate, and field location. Joining me on this podcast today are Doug Kramer in Oregon, Brian Sakuma in Washington, and Jason Smith in British Columbia. Gentlemen, thank you for being a part of this special report. Great to be here, Casey. Well, it's great to uh, be able to just grab some of the time. I imagine you guys are all very busy kind of dealing with this. But, you know, what I think we'll do is we'll just kind of go south to north uh, in this conversation and and just kind of start with Doug there in Oregon. Obviously, you've been faced with some tremendous heat there. Can you, Doug, just kind of give some perspective on, you know, what has been the experience you've had? And maybe you could speak, you know, more generally about Oregon production? Yes, we've had significant heat over the last three days. The damage was pretty minimal after the first day. It was significant after the second day. And this morning, we found more heat damage than we anticipated. I do want to share first of all and foremost that all our employees are safe. I haven't heard of any growers that have had any heat-related problems. And so, you know, I know that was uppermost in our minds was to keep our employees safe first and then do the best we could for our crop after that. Yeah, maybe you could talk a little bit about what those protocols are when you say everybody's safe. What steps typically, you know, what temperature you know, what, what systems do you have in place, you know, at your farm or can you speak generally in Oregon as to, you know, how farms handle? 
I can speak in specifics to our farm because I don't know what other farms are doing. But in our case, what we did or the protocols we got in place is at 92 degrees, we start pulling the crews out of the field. Yesterday, that happened at 9 a.m. in the morning. Our crews were gone by 10 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, it was in the upper 90s, which is why we start pulling them out at 92 degrees is because by the time everybody gets out of there, the temperature is going to be higher than that. And our goal is to get everybody out by 95 degrees. Yesterday, that was challenging because the temperatures were rising so fast. Well, and you talked uh, specifically about the impact over a number of days on the crop. Maybe you can give a sense of how, how does this affect the total expectation you had originally for its impact for Oregon generally. And now, you know, how does this weather event kind of kicking off your season affect your expectations for the total going forward? So we had excellent quality up until this event started. Some growers had not even began picking yet. Certainly in my northernmost farms, I haven't picked any blueberries at those farms yet. As it ended up, my southernmost farm had the quickest heat relief yesterday of any of my farms. And so it's the farm in the Salem area that has the most damage at this point in time. As far as the state of Oregon goes, anything between Salem and Portland is going to have significant damage to blue and ripening fruit. And the reason I want to emphasize that is because we got a lot of green fruit coming on both on the varieties we're picking and other later season varieties that are not damaged. So we want to make sure that our buyers understand we are going to have good quality fruit. There might be a hiccup here for a week or two until uh, we can work around this damaged fruit and some of that green fruit ripens up. Also, the fruit, the fields that were in the microclimates that did cool off earlier yesterday, that fruit is still in pretty good condition. And in our case, we're going to be picking in those fields starting tomorrow. Okay. Well, some good news in there. I think what you're sharing is just, you know, they expect that still producing the fruits coming off. Uh, and, and I know it's too early to predict exactly the volume, but we'll be able to come back to that each week on our crop report, you know, hearing from you specifically on how things are shaping up. So appreciate that, Doug. Anything else you want to share about how things are unfolding there? Well, I think earlier before we started this call, Brian Sakuma and I were just talking about labor supply. I'm hoping our workers understand that there's a little blip here in the case of our workers. You know, we worked for about three hours this morning and then we had to pull out of the fields we were in. We got to move all our harvest equipment to different farms for the rest of the day and we'll be ready to go again tomorrow morning. I know there was other crews that got pulled out of the fields as early as 6 a.m. this morning, but I think there's going to be enough fields that still have quality fruit that there's going to be places for them to pick. But 
they're probably going to have to look around to find those areas. Well, we'll come back to you. I know we were, uh, I think, estimating uh, about 160 million pounds out of Oregon in this season. So we'll continue to track with you on on how this changes that figure and look forward to future reports. So thanks, Doug. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep going north. Uh, we got Brian Sakuma uh, with Sakuma Brothers uh, with us today, who does the regional crop report for Washington State, Washington uh, estimated about 178 million pounds going into this season. So, Brian, appreciate you jumping on and giving us, you know, some perspective there on the farm as to, you know, how Washington's been impacted by uh, this weather event. So maybe you can give us just a, a quick overview of what the experience has been so far, and then we'd like to kind of similarly dig into, uh, you know, how this has affected the harvest and and your expectations for the crop going forward. Thank you, Casey, for uh, having me. Uh, this is. Brian Sakuma from Sakuma Brothers Farms, located on the west side of Washington, which is the cooler side of the state relative to eastern Washington. Western Washington, we have been getting some hot weather, but in most of the growing areas uh, in Skagit, Whatcom County, in the northern region, we have not harvested yet, so most of the fruit is green. This is kind of a unusual temperature for this time of the season so we're not quite sure what the high heat is going to do to you know green fruit i think one thing we're we're seeing is uh, you know fruit ripening a little bit faster we're thinking maybe some consolidated harvest of some of the varieties but you know as of right now since our hot day was yesterday and today and then we should be trending to lower temperatures after today, but we're supposed to still hold into the 90s for the next three or four days. I believe most of the potential problem is is going to be in eastern Washington, where the temperatures have been similar to what Doug had said. You know, probably in the one between 110 and you know, I've heard up as high as it was supposed to have gotten high teens in eastern Washington. Uh, the Dukes were anywhere from 25 to 50% ripen, so they were right in the middle of their harvest. We have heard of not enough workers, so people are getting further and further behind. We think that it is going to have an effect on a lot of the fruit that was destined for fresh market to be shifted over to the process due to either not being able to get to the fruit or fruit quality as they get to the fields or harvesting. But again, the one difference over there is is that they tend to get warmer weather, so their fruit is a little bit more acclimated to the higher temperatures. But I think even for them, temperatures in the mid to high teens is you know pretty unheard of. Well, and I think I heard you say that the consolidating of varieties means more coming off at the same time and just the need to be able to you know, still harvest the volume, but harvesting it with the limitation of the ability to process it all, if what I heard you say. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, there's two types of damage. I think there's going to be a lot of damage due to sunburn on the fruit that's on the outside of the canopy. And uh, maybe Doug's point, you know, the ability to maybe pick some of the interior fruit where direct sunlight hasn't hit them. I think that fruit will be a little bit more protected. So there's still you know, good quality fruit on the bush. And Washington was expecting a fairly uh, decent volume of crop for this year, you know, just like Oregon. 
Okay. So Brian, um, you know, again, Washington's predicted, you know, an estimate of about 178 million pounds. You know, how do you see this weather event impacting those original estimates? I think that there's a lot of uncertainty still out there, but I think right now people are thinking that the total volume is still out there. It may be a direction of where it goes between fresh and frozen with, you know, obviously if quality and some of the issues are there, some of that fruit is probably going to shift over to the freezers uh, rather than, you know, previously allocated for fresh, you know, intent. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, great. Well, again, uh, Brian, appreciate your time. Anything else you'd like to share about Washington state's production harvest? Uh, no, other than I, I believe with this heat, I mean, we were in Western Washington, we were planning on not harvesting probably for maybe two weeks out, but with the heat, I think Western Washington is going to come on a little bit earlier than what they thought uh, due to the you know, consolidated ripening with additional heat and all. Well, that certainly makes sense. Well, again, appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep hearing from you week in and week out on our, on our weekly podcast, but I appreciate your time on this special episode today. Thank you, Brian. Okay. Going to grab Jason Smith uh, there in British Columbia. Uh, Jason, thanks for jumping on to talk a little bit about, you know, what's taking place up there in Canada, knowing that, you know, you're not immune from this heat either there. Talk a little bit about what uh, you guys have been going through uh, with the production up there and, and, you know, obviously probably some of the very same protocols unfolding in light of the circumstances, but where are you in your harvest and how's this heat been affecting production? Honestly, it, it has, the temperatures have been similar to, I did the conversion from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Uh, they've hit around the 110-ish area the last couple of days for sure. Maybe a little bit cooler on, uh, I guess that would have been uh, Saturday. Significant drop today, predicted to be about 10 degrees Celsius drop from 7 to 10 from previous days, which is much needed. But some of the earlier fruit has been affected. I know some you know, guys are getting ready to harvest on some of the Eastern Valley fields, probably, you know, around that 5th, 7th of July. So those areas would be the most impacted, but because we have such a, a long, well, it's narrow, but we're long valley, um, you know, there's a lot of different growing areas. And, and from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of different levels of effects from the heat, uh, depending on, you know, the variety and plant size and, and things like that. So uh, a lot of variability affects significantly than others, but, you know, that fruit should dry up and fall off uh, the affected fruit and, and what's left, uh, you know, should be really good quality. So it is going to impact volumes, definitely. Uh, that fruit, by the time it's, if we're going to go in and machine harvest it, by the time it's there at that point, you know, the fruit that was damaged from the heat will most likely be fallen off the plant and what's left will be decent quality for sure. So, you know, you guys had, I think, 164 million pounds on the board going into this year in terms of estimates. You know, I know it's, again, too early in all these regions to predict exactly how this is going to unfold. There will be an impact, but what's your sense of your early conversations with growers there about total impact? It's variable. It ranges from 10 to 30% on, on Duke, like the earliest variety, but I've heard of no damage on Draper more and more draper um, that being said though a lot of our acreage is the deep variety up here right it, again it's going to be 
very variable. And even from field to field uh, in the same growing area, rows that are planted different directions, some have different levels of damage, some are a lot less damaged. And, and older plants that are pushed harder, greener fruit are affected less than plants that are maybe a bit younger with a lot more exposed fruit and, and planted in different directions, right? So that will play a part. So it's really difficult to get a handle on it at this point. I'd say be able to know more in five to seven days to the extent. But yeah, there's there's a lot more fruit to come. Like we're just, yeah, still a week, week and a half away from getting going, right? Yeah. Well, and, and how unprecedented has this been uh, this early in the season for these high temps? I know there has been reports of record-breaking temps in Washington and Oregon. Same for British Columbia. Were you guys breaking similar records or how unusual is this? We were breaking them by like seven, in some cases, nine degrees Celsius previous high temperature record. So very significant, unprecedented to say the least. And it's been warming up slowly and had temperatures kind of been a bit higher previously to this high heat. Maybe it would have been a bit less, but I mean, when you get this kind of heat, there's not too much I think you can do. You know, at the end of the day, there's still a ton of fruit out there. And once the affected fruit drops off the plant, what's left is going to be good quality. And there's a lot more later varieties too and stuff that are to come. We're definitely happy to see that high heat go All right. Well, I think this has been a really appreciated conversation, not just here amongst us, but for others to know, you know, from the growers directly. So I appreciate each of you taking this opportunity to kind of sit down with a, uh, a bit of a dedicated crop report coming out of the Pacific Northwest on what's taken place there and giving, you know, some assurances, obviously there are people around the country and around the world that uh, are concerned for, all of you who have been in the middle of this, but providing some voice to it, giving some sense of, of what's taking place. Thank you, Brian, Doug, and Jason. We really appreciate your time today. Mm-hmm.